It is Metro FM Talk with me in October, sitting in for Aya Bonga Kawe. And uh, now it's time for Culture Shock. Uh, not Culture Shock, but Culture Talk. <laughs> culture Talk. Okay, you can tell I don't really do this show. But of course, we are now talking to businessman and brand expert, Tebe Kalafing. Uh, he's been traveling the continent of Africa nonstop, to be exact, for the past two years. And he's visited every country on the continent. He's also chose, been chosen as one of the most influential Africans. This is according to New Africa magazine. In fact, uh, they they should say around the world, uh, you know, not just in Africa. Hello. Hello. Nata. How are you? T- I'm very good. Thank um, you. So, so I was just so, so excited when they said uh, you're going to be one of my guests. And I'm like, ah, at last I get to talk to Tebe uh, uh, said, on, I, on a different platform. I said <laughs> I get to talk to my sister as well. Which, one of my favorite broadcasters which ever. Is, oh, thank you, Tebe. Thank you so much for that. Now, you're also the founder of Brand Leadership and you've won um, several global marketing and branding awards. But... Uh, we're here to talk about your travels uh, more specifically. We have, uh, what, 54, 55 countries? 55, if you count Western Sahara, Western which is Sa- a disputed territory. Yes. And in the first place, what even gave you the idea that you, sh- you should now pack your bags and start exploring this uh, continent of ours? A couple of things actually quite interesting. Uh, I had done about 15 countries or so. Mm. At that stage, I'd gone to interview the CEO of um, the CEO of, um, of of Samsung, and uh, and I was seeing, I was interviewing about brands how Samsung has been able to build such an amazing brand uh, across the continent. Because about uh, many years ago, if you remember, everybody had Samsung because Samsung replaced Nokia. Yes. And I said, I said, how do you do this? He was the CEO for Africa. I said, how have you been able to replace Nokia to do this? And he said, I've been to every country in the continent. And says so. I've seen how they they work. I've seen how they eat. I see how they live. And says so. We decide, so it has enabled us to be able to design products which respond to the needs of the continent and the conditions of the continent. Instead of looking at the negatives, we look at the positives in terms of how can we create. And I said, Oh my goodness! The whole Korea knows the continent better than me. Wow. And, uh, and I'm African, but as a marketer, even he understands the whole idea. Because if you're going to build a brand, you need to understand the consumers. You need to understand the country the people and understand how they love. I said, I need to do something about this. But then another, sometime later again, I'd gone to Switzerland, which I go every year mm-hmm. uh, to uh, to judge uh, entrepreneurship awards. Uh, among, um, uh, uh, you know, they bring about a thousand uh, people whittled down to six, three win. Uh, and I was, sitting in the, I was sitting in the audience and on the panel, uh, on the panel was a Chinese woman. She was part of the uh, communi- the Communist Party, mm. and um, and she's talking. You know, just the 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 glo- uh, talking so glowingly about China. And some young man uh, in uh, in in the pa- in the panel after after she's spoken puts up his hand and he says to her, "You're sitting there and you are glorifying." China, but you forget that China is a despot country. China uh, suppresses Tibet and yeah. does all those things. She allowed him to speak, to express himself and when he finished, she said, have you been to Tibet? Wow. And the young man said, no. She says, I'm so disappointed to hear you speak about a country you've never been to. Well, my parents are from there. I go in and out of Tibet 
So can I give you advice? The next time you speak about anybody's country, can you please visit it first and have a first sight, a first-hand experience of the country? So from then on, I started getting more anxious about myself as an African mm. uh, because, you know, we all built uh, so many narratives about countries we haven't been to, people we haven't met, places we yes. haven't seen, yes. things we haven't done, food we haven't eaten. I said, I must do this. Uh, for myself as a marketer, for myself as an African. And I said, I'm up to 15 now. It's just about 40, 40 to go. Let me do this. And, and, but, I also, but I also did something else different. I said to myself, I'm going to do it not as a trip. I'm going to do it as a life. And, and, as, and as, as an, an experience. experience. Mm-hmm. I said, it's not an adventure. Yes. It's a journey. It's, I, said, oh, wow. uh, I said, not only that, it is also a homecoming of some sort. Uh, because as an African, we ought to know our countries are better than anybody else. Because we need to be the first witnesses. We need to be the first ambassadors, the first proponents of our continent. I said, I'll do this. And I said, I'll also do it in between work. Because I said, my work and my play should always be the same. It should never feel like I'm going out of my way for any one of them two things i want to pick up on i want to go to a break when we come back from the break on things that you've mentioned one the fact that don't talk about a place that you don't know and secondly on how as a brand you need to know the consumer of your brand their lifestyle and everything and how both of those things are so important in uh, marketing and what you've learned about that outside of, uh, uh, you know, the trips that you've been making around the continent. Okay. Talking to Tebe Galafeng, Culture Talk on Metro FM Talk. When we come back, we continue our conversation. Live, live from coast to coast and to the world at metrofm.co.za. Metro FM, it's where you're at. It is Metro FM Talk with me, Notemba, sitting in for Ayabonga Gawe and my guest right now uh, on Culture uh, Talk. I keep saying Culture Shock. Culture Talk. It is a, a shock to have you here. <laughs> <laughs> culture Talk is Tebe Ekalafing. So I was saying before the break uh, that, um, you know, there's two very crucial things you, you touched on just before we went on. And, and my question on um, why you even embarked on this journey and... One, uh, the reason why you went, because you were interviewing, and he said he then got to understand, he traveled and understood the consumer of the brand. That's you, then you can produce and market your brand appropriately. And you can market the brand appropriately mm. because then you can produce the products that respond. Yeah. So now you know, uh, now during the times that we're living in, uh, when they produced, when Samsung produced their uh, built for Africa uh, brands, it was based on that insight. Ah. That's why they created products like solar based because they said if a place where there's no electricity or electricity up and down, mm. uh, but there's so much solar. Uh, we should respond to the conditions rather than look down on the country. And that's how you do. But that's the, doing that here. That's the we, job we have of those marketers. problems. We have those We pro- need them today. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's the job of what marketers and creatives sure, are supposed to absolutely. do, right? They're supposed to respond to the, to the conditions mm. uh, of the, of the uh, yeah, with, with appropriate products. And, and then the other issue was that of everybody has a perception or perspective of 
places and people that they've never been to. That they've never been to, they've never engaged with. And question is, um, there's a narrative out there about any place and we we just consume it without verifying and even trying to find out. How has that changed your your attitude towards the countries in 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 this continent you know because i think i think by nature i'm a very inquisitive person mm. but also by nature uh, i tend to wherever i go uh, mingle and mix i talk to the people mm. so the one thing i learned uh which perhaps helped me help my uh, help my approach to two countries mm. is i always leave south africa at the airport and i leave naked and when I arrive at the place, I'm open to new experiences. Yes. And I immerse myself in the country. Mm. I talk to the people. I eat where they eat. I then get to see them a bit differently. I get to see them the way they see themselves. Mm. Because the way they see themselves is how I need to recognize them. So you embed yourself in the locals and in and, and their uh, daily experiences. In an authentic way. Yes. When I arrive, you know, uh, and, and, and in many ways, you know, uh, even even here back home, mm. I still when I arrive at a place, I'll speak to a security guard. I'll speak to uh, the CEO in the exact same way because to me they're just two diff- amazing people doing different jobs. Mm. And uh, uh, because and the one common denominator is that they are human beings. Sure. Uh, and uh, so that approach to me enables me to travel seamlessly and effortlessly uh, uh, across the continent. I mean, if you, I was in Be- Madagascar. People, be- people get uh, you know sometimes they think of. Uh, you know, traveling to the rest of the continent and and think, oh, there's probably uh, challenges with visas and passports, and uh, maybe there's uh, a war. There's a you know, there's poverty. There's I, I won't get into a taxi. I, I won't you know, I'll be robbed or you know, as uh, Europe and uh, the West thinks of, thinks of, of our us. country. Yes. Correct, mm. correct. At uh, you, you know, let's talk about visas. Mm. Um, I went to Cameroon three days ago. Took me three hours to get a visa. You know, uh, I called the embassy. I said, I want to go to Cameroon. Mm. Uh, I said, I'm on the way to Kenya, but I want to go stop. I want to go spend two hours, two days in Cameroon. Mm. Um, they're like, when are you leaving? I said, tomorrow. <laughs> Wow. Uh, matter of fact, I said tomorrow, I'll, I'll call the day before. Mm. Uh, so you know, I had to go there and I arrived there in the morning, stood in line, got um, waited on my, somebody helps me, waited in line. And then a few hours later, two hours, uh, an hour before my departure, I got my visa. So they brought it to me at the airport and I flew wow. out. So, so we create the obstacles. In our heads. In our heads. Yes. We create stories about countries mm. in our heads. Mm. And then when we arrive there, we look for the problems that we have created. We look for that the, are not even the negatives that we've created. Mm. And then the most difficult thing that we do is we then take our country and we use our home country as a filter to judge everything. Mm. And, you know, there's a beautiful saying about somebody I read one day. And he said, if you hate the religion, you hate the food, you hate the culture, stay home. Yes, don't go there. Don't go there. What are you doing there? <laughs> yes, if you if you hate Ufunan. Yeah, Ufunan, because it's not your home. Exactly. Because clearly you are leaving your country you, you are, to you, go to somebody's country and look for your country in their country. In their country. Then you should have stayed home. So mm. uh, you will see what you are looking for. Whenever I travel, I don't I don't go there looking for anything. I go there 
and being with the people. Mm. You know, I went to Madagascar uh, a few years, a couple of years ago, and um, staying at this beautiful place in uh, in Samari in, uh, on the island. Um, and then after the first day, I'm like, oops, this is too much. It's not how I like to travel. So I, 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 I asked the security guy, where do you stay? He's like, no, we live in the rural part of here. I said, there's a rural part here? He says, yes. I'm like, well, that's where we are headed today. <laughs> okay. So, you know, so, so I said, let's take a day off today because, you know, it is a, it's a mm. small place. There's not many people uh, uh, in, in the island where we are. I think we must have been one or two people living uh, there, a couple of people only. So let's go to the where you live. We don't sure. have to look after us here. Yeah? Mm. So we go into the areas. We arrived there. He was so proud to show me his wife and his baby who are living in a cramped small room. Mm. The pride in him. He didn't talk about, don't worry about my, he just said, this is my wife and this is my child. And I was so amazed. He, that, he know, was not worried he, about he the this, quality of either the chair that you can sit this, in or anything. No, because mm. to him, he has arrived and that's accomplishment. He has a home. He has yes. a family that he yes. appreciates and ah. that appreciate he has a job. And then I said, let's take a walk through the places. Mm. So we then uh, took walks around the place. Uh, so I see this beautiful house, you know, it's within a rural area. And I said, whose house is that? He said, oh, it's that shopkeeper. I said to the shopkeeper, your house is beautiful. Can we come visit you today, tonight? I said, I'm coming here for dinner. And he says, my house? I said, yeah. It's like, are you sure? I say we're coming for dinner. And you know, there's no lights. We use phones to, to, to walk through the bushes, the water. Yes. So late at night, we, we went through there. We arrived there and um, arrived later than dinner. So I missed dinner. But we arrived there, you know, took his cold drink. I don't know what cold drink this was. I don't know the name. I don't know what brand it is. <laughs> I just know that he offered us something to drink. I was very happy to receive it, drank it. When we left, he said to me, my year is going to be amazing. Wow. I said to him, why? What happened? He says, nobody here has ever visited me. He says, because to me, they just see a security guard. They see just a worker. Sure. You treated me like a human being. You've come to my home and given me honor. My year is going to be blessed. And I said to myself, my goodness, you know, we forget that. We forget that he lives like your, your uncle mm. in, in Deep Slot. He lives like your, your cousin in Soweto. Oh, yes. He lives like we and are. We, and we are those people. We are, are those so people. Exactly. Not only that, we come from those, those places. Absolutely. And as soon as we remember where we come from, we will always remember who we are. Got to take a break. When we come back, I want you to tell us what we as African have in common because we keep looking for our differences. It is Metro FM Talk with me, Notemba, and uh, my guest, Tebe Ikalafeng, on Culture Shock. Are you always traveling around with a crew? No, don't have a crew. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I recruit people everywhere. Yeah. I, everywhere I go. Because yeah. we like to say to me, who takes your pictures? Yes. I'm like, everybody does. But I say, if you're with me, you're a photographer. Okay. You're a taxi driver, you're an official photographer. Okay. Yeah. Which, which in, in fact, uh, we, we, the only way we know what you get up to is when we, fo we are following you on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> and you're posting and then we know this is where Tebe is. I'm, I'm loving the, the pictures you take and uh, also the stuff that you write about your travels. And um, I like the, 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 the attires you get to wear as you travel. And I'm thinking, oh, look at gorgeous that looks as well which must be uh you know very fascinating and uh enjoyable for you 
that you get to, you know, indulge in all these different cultures. I know somebody said to me the other day, somebody said to me, what happened to the days when you were winning GQ best dressed, <laughs> wearing suits, uh, double-breasted, you were now wearing all these cloths from everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, I said, you know what, I'm not wearing cloths from everywhere. Mm. I am, I'm just wearing back home. home. I'm just back home and I'm being one with whoever I am. And, and every country I go to, I love to feel how they look, how they dress, mm. what they eat. And part of that and by the way, they enjoy that as well. Sure. They enjoy sharing, sharing a part of mm, them with mm. you. And they always say that, always says, oh my God, this is, we just love how you love us. You know. Oh man, let's talk about those very common things that we have as Africans in these 55 countries that you've traveled. Because, you know, we, we have issues around... Because we have issues with our own selves, then we, we have, have issues with other people. Correct, correct. <laughs> you're, and you're right, you know. Um, mm. uh, there's a quote, there's an African proverb that says, we can only bequeath, bequeath two things to our children or mm. to the next generation, roots and wings. And roots are important, who you come from, who you are. And, uh, and you know, as I travel the continent, I try to find myself, what are the common denominators among us? Because uh, it's been quite important for me as well, sure. as a, a person, to try and see why do I identify so much? But then, I, you know, and, but I don't over-intellectualize it, I don't overthink it, I rather experience it. And my experience has been that, like us, everywhere else, we are very welcoming people. Mm-hmm. In general, it's an African trait. It's an African thing. It's an African trait mm-hmm. to to welcome people. In South Africa, we call it Ubuntu. Mm-hmm. We call it so many different things, but it's definitely one of the. But the most important one I've seen, we are very resilient people. You know, because so many, if you go through the continent, you see countries and you see they don't have the same jobs. They don't have the same roads. They don't have the same infrastructure from country to country. And But every day they wake up and, you, and they they go make a living out of it. Sure. You, know, you look at a country like Rwanda, which just 25 years ago was butchered, one million people butchered in three months. Mm. They have recovered. They have, they are, they, they are wounded. And their but they recovery are is amazing. Incredible. It they is are one of the fastest growing countries, one of the most admirable countries, mm. uh, one of the most just amazing people our, our country to visit mm. uh, so we are very so we're very resilient people we know how to recover you look at our country as well mm. in many ways you know uh, so many years uh, hundreds and hundreds of years of apartheid uh, 25 years later we are on our feet we are finding ourselves sure. we ain't where we ought to be but thank goodness we're not what we used to be and we are doing a, we, we are trying to find us so we're very resilient people mm. but what I love about our continent is very enterprising we make a plan you know people talk about a Burma plan but they haven't seen an african proper uh, we <laughs> have making we been making plans for as long as day. we I have i mean if you think mm. about think about our country mm. think about our country where a mother who is a maid can raise seven children and those children all become doctors nurses lawyers and all those Absolutely. it's an african trade you know i was i was traveling for, from senegal to gambia uh, we took a car from the airport. When we got to the border, 5 a.m. in the morning, mm. uh, the guy says to us, you need a visa. Uh, you need a, a insurance for your car. We're like, 5 in the morning? Yo. Insurance? Where are you going to, what Where offices I, are open at that time? at this hour? The, some hustler there says to us, oh, no problem, just come with me. So I went with him and another friend in, in the car. We left mm. others behind. We, we, um, uh, I left Tembi and, and Delhi. Yeah, Tembi, I went to Tembi, Tembi Kumalan, Delhi, so I left them behind. 
went in a car. We arrived at this place and I see people with torches, torching the guy who's writing out policies. Wow. I'm like, now we're at 5.30. I said, what's he doing? He says, he's writing a policy. I said, and then... In other words, nothing stops. When it came to Just, my turn, he mm. says to me, uh, we ran out of policies. Like, Why do you mean you run out of policies? I'm here. He says, but just go next door. We but go then next door. We wake up somewhere. Some guy plan. wakes up and he writes us a policy and we get a policy. At six in the morning, we cross over the border. There you go. Because it's an African thing. Absolutely. We are very enterprising. We know how to make a plan. Tell me, when you say you are from South Africa, have you found in any of the countries that you've traveled that... Uh, uh, you know, any negativity around that? Or how have you been received as a South African? First, when you say South Africa, they're like, ah, Mandela. Aha. <laughs> it's, an, it's incredible because he is probably our most um, admired uh, brand, but he's probably uh, our most admired human, human. being. Because mm. I think what they see in him, they, he is the embodiment of the African traits mm -hmm. of forgiveness, of uh, resilience, of humanity, you know, all those, mm. those traits. Mm. So he embodies those traits. But the second thing now, you know, I remember I was giving my passport, uh, I was a gun, I think I was giving my passport. He looks at my passport and we go, I'm like, oh, what happened? He's like, why are you doing this to my people? I'm like, uh, what do you mean? He says, my people, you take, you send my people back at the airport and you send them back to, to your country. Now, what am I supposed to do? Let you in or send you back to your country? Ish. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, you know, uh, you know, we have lost something here mm. in South Africa. We've lost something that is endemic that's part of us, that Ubuntu. Yeah. You know, in the middle of the xenophobic attacks, I was in Nigeria. So I was in Nigeria in the middle of xenophobic attacks. Matter of fact, I remember because I then called my friends and I said to them, I was in Nigeria because I happened to be in Ghana then. I said, I'm going to need to cross over now. Mm. And I said to them, uh, should I still come over? They said, what kind of a question is it? I said, you know, what, what's happening with us there in South Africa here? He's like, my friend, you're coming to your family. Yeah. You're coming to your brothers. At the end of the day. At the end of your day. Mm. He says, you are not discriminating against us, are you? You are not beating us. So we can't conclude that everybody from South Africa does that. So, so of course, it's very difficult mm. because, you know, when they look at us as South Africa and they look at some of the episodes that we've had, uh, whether it's xenophobic or whether it's discriminatory or whether it's whatever way, when they look at some of those episodes, they don't look at us as evil people. They look at us rather as ungrateful people ah. because they remember and they remind us all the time. They say, do not forget do not tell us you, we are here to take your money. We are here to steal your wives. We are here to uh, to take your jobs. Just do not forget when you didn't have, we we housed you. We were there for and you. And you know when uh, mm. I, I, I visited, I spent so many days obviously with Kenneth Kaunda, and he used to sit down and he used to tell me all these stories. And he said to me, Tebe, he says to me, I sacrificed my country for your freedom. And we forget that. So they wow. see us as ungrateful, ungrateful and forgetful. And forgetful, you can say that. I, we have to wrap it up. And, and my last question is, what are some of the most amazing things that you've seen on the continent that we're never exposed to? Oh, such a difficult question. I know. <laughs> it's such a difficult okay, question. Okay, choose one. At least that, 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 well, that, that's, you know, that, that comes to your mind immediately. Well, you know, I think uh, what are some of the most uh, impactful experiences for mm. me, if, if, if you will. Uh, I think one of the most impactful experiences was my trip to uh, Lalibela, to, to go into the underground churches, which are never flooded. 
Uh, we've been there for hundreds of years mm. and uh, created by King Lalibela. And I said to myself, this African ingenuity right here. You know, on Christmas Day, which Architect is... Architect in engineering and, and all these things that we, they say we are yeah, incapable we, yeah, of. Yeah, we need cranes. We need all those things <laughs> uh, to build those. They mm. don't need those things. Incredible. Do you know, but and but, but I think one of the things, uh, standout moments in my life is going to the church in because uh, when, when I went to Liberia first time, mm. I said to myself, oh my goodness, I'm going to see people with chopped hands. Uh, Taylor has done this, you know, because that's, that's a narrative in your head. Yes. The movie that's playing in mm -hmm. your head. And then then um, uh, we uh, we went to Tiki and I went to the church where uh, where the slaves returned to declare their independence in 1847, uh, and we went to the church which is the foundation of the Liberia as we know it. Mm. And the sermon that day, I was so moved by the sermon. And you know, when I left the church and I went to Providence Island, which is the island where they arrived into when they came from Sierra Leone, and uh, I could understand. I could understand mm. the people a bit better. Uh, you know, uh, so to me, it's really what the countries do to do, you. So okay. it's not so much uh, the most amazing thing about the countries mm. to me has always been the people. It's the people. It's the people. In one sentence, can you tell South Africa listening now that what, what they should think of? Because some people are going to, you know, on holiday to, to the rest of the continent, you know, to other countries. And they must go there with what attitude? They must leave South Africa at the airport <laughs> and then arrive in those countries stuck naked yes, and open to everything. In fact, they open mustn't pack any clothes. They must come back with... All sorts of goodies. They must come back. Oh, beautiful. Because we're, we're a colorful continent, Absolutely. aren't we? We are colorful and we're beautiful and we win Miss Universe. Thank you very much for that reminder. We, this is the continent that we are black Correct. and beautiful and absolutely incredible that Indeed. we are. Tebe, always a pleasure. Peter, we had to, we've run out of time, but uh, knowing you, the way you pepe di pepe di pepe, <laughs> we would talk the whole day. But thank you very much for thank joining you so us much, on Metro amazing. FM Talk. And thank thank you. Merry Christmas. You too.